You're listening to Maybe You're Like Me, the transparent musings of a God girl chasing after her purpose. Maybe You're Like Me is a podcast for dreamers and doers who take life's lessons and level up to look more like Christ. We'll connect through super relatable stories, growing pains, and aha moments that most of us share, just not always out loud. I'm your host, Alicia Watson, creative entrepreneur, playwright, author, wife, mother, daughter of the king, and so much more. And I can't help but to think that maybe you're like me. Hey, beautiful people. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Maybe You're Like Me. This is bonus episode number two of four before I close out this season and return in September with season two of Maybe You're Like Me. This bonus episode won't be very, very long today, um, but it's something I feel like we need to chat about a little bit um, because maybe you're like me and you have to love yourself more. When I say that, I'm not saying that I don't love myself. I think that I'm saying it more to say that as women, as people who are nurturing by nature, who have a tendency to execute at a high level, We do a lot of things for other people, for our jobs, for our families, our mothers, our fathers, our siblings, our cousins, uh, for our coworkers, for our friends, for our spouses and partners, uh, for our children. But sometimes we tend to put ourselves at the very bottom of the barrel because there are so many other people that depend on us. And it feels like if we don't get it done, then it won't get done. But I wanna encourage you to really, really, really be intentional about taking time to love on yourself. I think in this culture, in this climate, uh, with social media, I think we've been doing a really great job at executing on self-care in a sense of taking care of ourselves, our bodies, getting our uh, hair, nails, (laughs) toes done, getting our bodies in shape and in order. Um, But I think there's, a little bit more to it. And that's what I want to approach this episode from that perspective. Whereas the self-care aspect of it is very, very good in terms of loving on yourself. I think that there are some perspectives of self-love that we kind of miss the mark on, especially for people like me who are, again, high achievers, perfectionists, who are always goal-driven, achievement-driven, accomplishment-driven, and who absolutely hate failure. I think one of my greatest jobs is parenting. And I say that because it is something that I know that I am purposed to do specifically for the children that I have. I always tell people, especially like at baby showers for first time mothers, um, that you are the perfect mother for the children that you're being given, even if you're not perfect. Um, I just believe that God knows what he's doing when he assigns us children and when he assigns us to our children. We're the perfect match for each other. And so I take my job as a parent very seriously. I believe wholeheartedly that I am equipped to parent my children in the way that I need to based on the experiences and the goals and love and dreams and hopes that I have for them. I give myself grace because I know that I'm not perfect. I give myself grace to make mistakes. I give myself grace to be human so that if I say or do something wrong, 
I apologize to my children because they are human too. And I have a reasonable expectation that as humans that I'm raising, that they will be gracious enough to show me grace and accept uh, my apology and also expect better from me. After all, it's a relationship, right? And so what I've learned in this parenting journey is that I need to parent myself in a sense, love on myself in the way that I love on my children. And I think of that as how I talk to them, how I believe in them, how I plan for them, how I take care of them, because I have such a love for them and I have such a responsibility to them, to their development and to their futures and to their purpose that I really do all that I can to make sure that I am equipping them. And I think that there's room for us to do that same thing for our very selves and from that very perspective. And even if you're not a mother, if you've been in the presence of children, just the preciousness that you treat a child with is something that we should also offer to ourselves. Like you're not very harsh with children. You have patience with them because you know that there's some areas that they may not be developed in. There's some areas that they may not understand yet. And you know that as someone with understanding or someone who had to figure it out for themselves, you understand that process that they're going through to grow up. I feel like God loves us in that same way, right? And so he shows us that same grace and that we have these circumstances and experiences that we go through and that we grow through. And he exercises that same grace and patience with us through his love, his unconditional love for us, in that he doesn't want us to be perfect, but he wants us to constantly be growing and progressing through our lives. And with that in mind, I try to love on myself in that way. And also in that way, my love for myself can be more authentic and more real. You know, sometimes we can false confidence our way into self-love for instance you know you're just reciting a bunch of you know affirmations or you're trying to present a confident face before you know social media or before your co-workers or you know just in public in general but deep down inside you haven't really accepted everything that you're trying to convey so in this episode I just want to touch on four areas that I'm seeking to grow in and in my growth in those areas, it's imperative that I love myself through that growth. If you have been listening to the podcast for any time, you might have heard in a couple of episodes me mentioning that I am on a whole health journey. It's not a weight loss journey, even though you might see me working out or me talking about you know, what I'm eating. I don't put such an emphasis on weight or weight loss as I did before I wrote my book because I just, I really feel like I've been delivered from that perspective, from believing that weight loss would change my life in any significant way, in the way that I had believed that it would for almost three decades of my life. I think that I'm now at a point where weight loss is a part of me pursuing to be fully whole, fully healthy, enough to fully pursue my purpose. So some ways that I am pursuing self-love and loving, intentionally loving myself more in this season, in this quarantine season, in this very, very busy season, um, especially with all that's going on in terms of having to work (laughs) and having to be part a teacher's assistant, still trying to maintain a healthy marriage and pursuing this whole health journey 
um, I have to be very intentional about these four areas. The first area is physically. So like I mentioned, I'm not on a weight loss journey. I feel like with a focus on loving myself and taking care of myself physically, I don't doubt that weight loss will be a part of it just because of science <laughs> and, and how things work scientifically. But my goal with being more physically active is to one, not put myself on the back burner, give myself space to reap all the benefits of being physically active. I used to be of the mind that walking wasn't effective um, or as effective as running or doing something that's more high intensity in terms of cardio, because really time-wise it's not, you know, it takes me a lot longer to burn as many calories just by doing a brisk walk as it would if I were doing, you know, hit training or, you know, cycling or doing something like that. But with my new focus on whole health and not weight loss, I'm okay with just taking a really long walk and just taking in nature and enjoying the spaces that I get to experience living where I live while the temperatures are just still wonderful outside. I'm actually really, 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 really sad because I went to the store the other day and they had already put the mums out. And I know that when the mums come out, that's a sign that fall is upon us and people are about to break out the pumpkin spiced everything and the cinnamon, everything. And my dear summer is gonna go away. So I'm just trying to soak in every last bit of it as much as I can in my daily walks. Um, and I sometimes don't get out every single day, but those three to five days a week that I can get out have been just massively helpful in clearing my mind and in clearing my sinuses and just getting out and experiencing social contact with social distancing. I walk in a space where there's lots and lots of people out in the morning. So just being able to walk by somebody who's on the same page as you, like they're power walking, you power walking, they might be jogging, they might be playing tennis, but you know, I'm so incredibly proud to see so many people out at like six, seven, eight in the morning, getting it in, taking care of themselves. And it, it feels like you're a part of a community of people who are conscious about being physically active. And so that has been really, really helpful and important to me to do as a part of my self-love journey. In addition to that, mentally, I have um, taken on the task of reading more this year. Um, I mentioned before in another podcast that I finally took the time to download Overdrive from my public library. And it's been amazing. I am kind of on a minimalism journey per se. Like not, I'm not fully minimalist, but I don't like a lot of clutter. I can't function in it. I like, you know, just open space and clean lines. And so one thing that I found that having this app on my phone has been really, really great because I don't have to bring extra books into my house. I'm one of the people who likes to thumb through books and fold back pages and highlight and take notes in the margins and all that good stuff. And I often have that intention of going back and reading a book again, but let's face it, I never, I very rarely, I won't say never, I very rarely um, go back and read a book a second time or uh, very rarely read a third time. There are a few books in my collection that I read um, seasonally when I'm about to start a project or when I feel led to read, but for the majority of the other 100, 150 books, you know, in my library are just kind of sitting there looking pretty, you know, color coded and 
just sitting on the shelf waiting to be read. And so um, having downloaded this app along with my walks, I can listen to audiobooks and knock out more books than I've been able to knock out in years. And that's helped me to grow mentally because I am in the absence of being able to be so social with people, even with more time, we still feel like we have less time. I still get to fill up my mind with the things that I want to learn about, the conversations I want to have, and I can kind of curate the experiences I want to have. So for instance, I'm reading a lot about branding, a lot about marketing, a lot about money management about you know finances and financial education um i'm creating these i'm creating these conversations through the books that i'm reading i'm hearing these voices um sometimes oftentimes it's the authors that are reading the books themselves it's just really been a great experience it's it's something that i've been able to do instead of networking and i really feel like my mind has really expanded. I've learned so much. And then even when I do get a chance to talk with people, I have something that I can share with them. Um, I had a conversation with a friend today and I actually shared one of the books that I finished last week because what we were talking about really aligned with that. And had I not downloaded that app, had I not been out taking my walks and taking that time for myself, I wouldn't have had that information to pass along to him so that he might absorb it and apply it to his business. Another way that I am loving on myself mentally is to let myself off the hook for perfection. I'm recovering perfectionist. I will say this all the time because it's a recurring problem for me. Mentally, it is really hard to break that habit of trying to do everything right, um, of trying to make sure things are right before you proceed. And so being in a space of being able to focus on myself and love on myself mentally allows me to say, done is better than perfect, progress over perfection, or to remind myself that perfection is an obstacle to obedience. When I'm taking the time to be intentional about focusing on my mental capacity, on my mentality, I can remind myself of those things when I start to feel low or underaccomplished or like I'm not doing the things that I wanna do at the level that I want to do them. Uh, when in reality, I am, I'm executing well and I'm executing at a pace at which is healthy for me. Um, and I just need to play the long game and be patient. Focusing on my mental health helps me to remind myself that it's okay to play the long game and be patient. How I'm loving on myself spiritually is that I am spending more time connecting with God um, and divesting myself of religion, so to speak. And I think it's been easier to do that because you don't have as many options to be religious. Um, not to say that the body that I attended, um, while we could be out and about attending was a you know highly religious body. It was actually very welcoming, very community driven, very community based, still is <laughs> very community focused and is doing great work in reality and in discipleship and in being God's hands and feet on earth, like really doing well and representing the faith. But in this time when I'm taking time to love on myself spiritually, it's also a reminder that I can't lean into the fact that I 
serve God and claim a certain religion, which is Christianity. Just leaning into that and going on about my day-to-day life without actually sitting down, actually taking time to meditate, taking time to read my word, to meditate on what I'm reading, taking time to journal, which is very important to me because I'm a words person. So I need to put words down on paper um, to revisit, to um, explore my thoughts and to understand what it is that I'm reading or what it is that I'm getting from God, you know, writing is a way of connecting for me. And so if I'm not taking time to level myself spiritually in that way, I oftentimes can miss an opportunity to meet God where he wants to meet me, to get the messages from God that he wants to give me. Um, and sometimes when I'm giving myself the very least, I might throw on, you know, some random sermon or pop open the Bible app and read some random devotional, which may be helpful, but it might not be as deep as I need to go. If I'm honest about like giving myself my all spiritually, you know, if I'm giving myself enough time and enough space spiritually, I can really dig and sit because sitting in, in just quiet and sitting with the intention of receiving is self-love in a sense, because I really feel very, very loved when I feel God show up and tell me something that I know that I couldn't have thought on my own. There, There's no evidence of that thought coming from myself. I know that it's God telling me something or revealing something to me that I need to hear, that I need to share, that I need to feel in that moment. And loving myself spiritually means sitting down and allowing that to happen. And lastly, another area that I am taking time to love myself in is relationally. Um, it's been a long journey, a long road, um, of deconstruction and reconstruction in terms of my relationships. Um, and that's all of my relationships. I'm not fully, I'm not fully through the evaluation process for a lot of them, but I'm learning to take the time to love myself through that. And again, with being perfectionist, um, not trying to be perfect in my relationships, allowing myself space to be human allowing myself space to let other people be friends and, you know, in relationships with me, um, to understand that sometimes I have this codependency in that I just want to help <laughs> and I just want to fix. Um, but I don't allow other people to help or fix me. And these are some of the things that like taking time to love myself, um, and to, you know, coddle myself through these, these revelations, um, has helped me to understand evaluating my role in relationships has been so very revelatory for me because in as much as I felt like I was being a good friend because I can show up for people in their times of needs and their times of struggle and I make them smile and that makes me smile by not allowing other people to do the same for me it's not really fair you know another way that i'm loving myself relationally is that i'm learning to communicate what i need from others and also set the appropriate boundaries to also evaluate personalities and define them and then move forward from there i found that i'm a very safe space for people to be who they are and that's great but sometimes um being a safe space for allowing people to be who they are isn't beneficial or helpful for me. It's actually more harmful for me. And also I've learned um, through self-love that I can be toxic too. 
you know, and in some instances having to remove myself from relationships, even if it has nothing to do with the other person, just knowing and evaluating that just because we have a certain amount of time invested in a relationship does not mean that that relationship has not run its course. And if I have changed and adjusted to the point where people don't know how to take me and it's causing dissension and division in ways that doesn't feel healthy for that person or for myself, learning to let it go and be grateful and thankful for the season that it was, take what I can out of it, um, but know that opening up the door to that relationship allows that person to leave and to fill my slot with someone who's a better fit for them in this season. And it also does the same for me. It gets me open and in a place of like being able to align with people who are where I am and who are going in the direction that God has me going in this season. Um, and being able to do that without having any kind of animosity, without there being any contention or anything, because before in my relationships, before I went on my journey of like this self-discovery, I was very conflict. I was very conflict avoided going along to just get along to keep the tension down isn't doesn't make it a healthy relationship it just makes it a relationship where you're kind of sacrificing yourself and your needs for the sake of keeping things quote unquote peaceful but you don't have peace loving myself in this area gives me space to be able to define my relationships in that sense knowing and seeking you know complete peace knowing and seeking complete truth um, and knowing and seeking resolutions as opposed to agreement because there, there's two different things you can be in agreement but not be resolved you just agree to disagree <laughs> but we're just going to keep walking even though one of us is wrong it's a form of self-love to understand how you are in relationships and what you need in relationships to make the ask for those things and to provide things to the people that can use you when you're at your highest and your best and that's what I've been trying to do and find in my relationships and of course I can't let go of everyone but it also allows me to understand how to proceed with the people that I will keep um, around in my life or who will stay and remain close to me in this kind of self-love and evaluation of your relationships, you kind of realize who doesn't need to have so much access to you. And it's not a bad thing and it's not um, a negative thing. It is just being realistic about personalities and the season that you're in. Overall, taking time to love on yourself more, love yourself in different areas and these are just four but there are more areas that i'm working on but i don't want this to get too long taking time to do that as a form of self-love helps you to grow helps you to develop in character and perseverance helps you to be more equipped to do what it is that god has you to do from a space where you're clear where you're physically capable where you're mentally ready where you're spiritually connected and where you're relationally aligned to be more effective and even more of the person that God saw you when he created you. I feel like this love of yourself, this self-love journey is an ongoing journey. You'll continue to grow and evolve and be shaped. And it's something that you have to be continually and intentional about investing that time in. 
So just like we take at least 18 years to raise our children, you know, and in, in doing so, there's different seasons that they go through, different seasons that they need more attention or less attention, more handholding or less handholding. Um, it's the same for us, you know. In some seasons, you may be cool. You may be on a roll. You might not need to sit with yourself for so long, or you might not need to show yourself a lot of grace. You might just be allowing what you have received in other seasons to kind of carry you on autopilot. But then there's seasons where you're going to be really disappointed with yourself, really disappointed with the things that you're not doing, really disappointed with the potential that you see in yourself, but how it somehow feels like you just really can't bang that out. And I say for that, to just be patient with yourself. So show yourself grace and to sit with yourself in love, evaluating and changing and moving and shaking and growing just like you would do with your children or with any child. Make sure that you're seeking God and his wisdom as you work through it all, because it's a shame that you have access to the creator and the manual for this beautiful product that he's made and you won't even crack it open to read it. You don't have to fumble along trying to figure yourself out. Seek God and let him tell you what it is that he sees in you, what it is that he saw in you, what it is that he wants you to do, what your purpose is, why he created you, and then set out to do the work to become that person. Well, that's all that I have for you today. Thank you for joining me for this bonus episode. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any feedback, please reach out to me on Instagram at the Alicia Watson. That's A-L-I-C-I-A. Send me a DM there. I love to chat. I do answer. Um, I might be delayed in that, but you know, I'll get to it. Um, please don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to find podcasts. If you know someone that is like us, please share this episode with them. Share all the episodes with them. Let them catch up on season one so that we might have more community and more connection um, because we're definitely not alone in this. I really appreciate you listening. I hope you'll tune in tomorrow for bonus episode three. And I hope you are having a great week. Okay. Bye.